0: You need in every startup commercialization, you need three skill sets. You need somebody with a vision that came up with this new idea, somebody that knows how to make it happen successfully, and the third is somebody with relations
1: with money. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So, at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky. I am your host. I'm also the luckiest person in the world to be able to host this show and bring you amazing talent. And in fact, I have talent that is coming back to the show because they've enjoyed the experience so much. And on today, um, I'm with the wonderful Ari Brish. How are you, Ari? Good. How are you, Rick? I'm excellent. I have two feet and a heartbeat. I can't complain. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, good. I. I... Actually, I'm the lucky person here. Uh, you you accept me the second time. So <laughs> thank you very much.
1: Oh, look, it's an absolute pleasure. Always happy to have you now. Just for context, Ari, I'm gonna share with the audience that you are the founder and CEO at CXO360. And we're gonna be talking about various aspects of your work, including the differentiation technique, emotional aspects behind products and services, uh, human aspects of the innovation process, uh, learning curves and innovation Challenges found inside large corporations. Now, that was a mouthful to get out.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, you, you know, you choose, you have a menu there. You pick, you uh, click oh, on Absolutely. Look, just be,
1: before we do that, since last time, Ari, I know that uh, lots have happened, but there's also a lot of new listeners on the show. That much I can be sure and certain of. So, I think it's important to go over, I guess, some of the basics. Now, if you don't mind, I'm wondering if we can start off with uh, where you're located.
0: Okay, I'm uh, based here in Austin, Texas. Um, If some of your listeners uh, don't uh, recognize the accent not to be a Texan one, I grew up in Israel, went to school in Israel, and started my career working for American companies in Israel, and, and through those engagements, I was moved back and forth by different companies uh and the last time uh i just got stuck here <laughs> and, and, and living here since uh, since then
1: wonderful I, I wonder has uh um your education in israel does it um are there any differences in terms of i guess cultural application when you come to the states <clears throat> uh
0: yes yes indeed the it's hard for me to really put a finger on on the difference because uh, Mm -hmm. there is also difference in time Yep. you know right now I'm, i'm teaching in a university today like 50 years later and and there is difference and and i'm not sure if the difference is different countries or different times i think both uh the education in israel is more and and it leads to maybe our conversation later yep is, is, is more, especially in the engineering, my, my undergraduate is in electrical engineering. The education in Israel is more functional.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, the better you are in solving this engineering problem or that engineering problem, the better engineer you are. Uh-huh. Which, uh, there is some truth to it, but that's not uh, everything. And, and some of my studies and my experience uh, later on is more about the human aspect even engineering human aspect you're dealing with with people yeah no matter what you do no matter what you're designing at the end of the day there is a person on the other side so you're dealing with people you're dealing with the the, the marketing aspects you're dealing with the financial aspects Uh, there's so many other disciplines that makes a business successful and 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 that was uh, not emphasized enough. At, at least back in the days when I went yeah. to engineering school, it was not emphasized enough. Uh, back back in those days, so it was a cultural shock to some extent.
1: Yeah, to
0: to realize that yeah, I'm doing this marvelous engineering creation, but yet. Uh, there's It's people not behind accepted it. well yeah. because, because it, 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 it didn't fit the budget or it didn't fit the schedule. It was an eye-opener as a young engineer. Now, um, um, you,
1: you talked about 50 years later being um, teaching university. What is it that you're actually teaching at the moment, Hari?
0: Uh, I'm uh, right now teaching different classes all around innovation in business. Fantastic. So entrepreneurship, innovation, new products, uh, different classes with different names. They all kind of overlap and and have different focuses, but it's all around commercializing innovation. And that's what the the book, by the way, behind me, the the book I I published a couple of years ago, focus on the commercialization process.
1: So when you're teaching uh, somebody who's new to you and new to your commercialization process, what is the very first thing that you introduce them to? Concepts or models? Uh,
0: uh, Yes, concepts. But um, many people, including my students in many cases, uh, people confuse the word innovation Mm -hmm. with high technology. So one of the things I'm trying to convey is, or one of the concepts I'm trying to convey is uh, the fact that innovation is not synonym for high technology furthermore, in many cases, even when you are in the technology industry, the innovation aspect of whatever new product you are developing is not necessarily in the technology of this product. It could be in a different business model, addressing a different market segment, um, addressing different human behaviors. There are lots of other ways to innovate, even, even if you're developing a semiconductor chip or a piece of software or application.
1: There seems to be uh, an opportunity for innovation that's almost omnipresent, Ari. Um, what have you seen in terms of uh, the application, practical application of innovative ideas given the nature of the pandemic? Has much changed?
0: Yes. So for the different companies, different, different, different things changed. Uh, many businesses had to redirect. Mm-hmm. So many, many businesses suffered from the, the COVID at least initially. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side, uh, if, if you are flexible enough to pivot your business, uh, you can take advantage of a new situation every every crisis brings an, an opportunity right so uh, for example one of my clients is doing um, different chemical products i would say without conveying yep. the name yep. different chemical products for totally for machinery and and uh, once covid started they realized that with some adjustments to their process they can make uh, hand sanitizers oh, Pretty much yes. with the, uh, you know without within weeks yep yep they they switched to do hand sanitizers and did very well twenty twenty was their best year ever
1: <laughs> Imagine that.
0: because they they were so quick in switching. To hand sanitizers. Can, I, see can I, I just have...
1: add to that, Ari? I also heard a similar <laughs> story for beer manufacturers switching their VAT systems over to hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really yeah. great example. Do you have any yeah. others?
0: Yeah, there, there is another outfit here actually in, in Austin, Texas, where I am based. It's a, a vodka distillery <laughs> that
1: oh, <no. laughs> did
0: exactly the same yeah. that my client did. They converted their uh, 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 converted or modified the, the production line to t- to create hand sanitizer from their <laughs> vodka. So all you need is uh, add a little gel to the vodka and here you go.
1: Where you go. I, can you tell me, if you don't mind, is the process, are there commonalities um, in the innovation commercialization process or is there? Is it a unique thing that's base per customer
0: yes I guess. yes good very excellent question so wh- one of the things I'm, I'm trying to convey in my teaching and in my book mm-hmm. is that you can learn from different industries no matter where you are whether you are designing a new computer or a new app on your phone or a new vehicle automobile the, the generic challenges of commercializing a new product or an innovation uh, is kind of very similar if you know how to translate yep. the challenges uh, from one industry to another. And I, I made a great effort in the book mm-hmm. to bring examples from a variety of industries and, and I myself in my, in my consulting business. I, I had jewelry, I had oil and gas, I had uh, high-tech, of course, I had cybersecurity, I had wind oh, energy, wow. yeah. I had e-cigarettes, Oh wow! you know, there so much variety, and, and the, the process in the commercialization is there are certain things that are common to every product, no matter where you are.
1: This seems to be a conversation that you would have Ari in your lecture uh, rooms where yes. you would have uh, existing business representatives coming and essentially playing together and shifting ideas around. How exciting is that when you see new ideas come to the fore?
0: Yeah, so so one of my pet, I would say pet uh, assignments to my students <laughs> uh, is, is send them out and in addition to the normal textbook that is required by the class, I, I give them an additional assignment to to go and uh, take another book. Call it a book report on mm-hmm. a uh, some real business story, and and they come back with a variety of, of reports that everybody learns from everybody and and. The students become the teacher for themselves yes. so if you have 20 students in the class you have 20 case studies real life case studies that are far beyond anything you can learn from a textbook forgive I, me my textbook. no that's uh, fine I,
1: I feel that um the innovation process is is a, such a variable that it may take longer for one student to come up with a uh, commercializable, if that's a word, idea as opposed to somebody else. How many times do you think, generally, does somebody have to try and try again before they come up with an idea that's viable?
0: Yeah, so now, now you're touching on a different issue and, and that coming up with the idea, or, or, or one of the words uh, that is being used uh, nowadays is called ideation it's the process of coming up with new ideas and and you know some people are more creative and, and some other people are less creative in coming up with new ideas uh, so that brings another another uh, discussion related to that and and, the, and that has to do with uh, have a team of people even a small team of people with different skill sets, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so somebody may have a great idea, but that somebody, in many cases, don't know how to make it happen.
1: Make it happen, yeah.
0: Okay, so so you have the visionary in every startup. You have a the visionaire. Yep. And then you have the operation executioners.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you need in every startup commercialization or any new business commercialization, you need Mm. at least three skill sets. You need somebody with a vision that came up with this new idea, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: somebody that knows how to make it happen successfully, Mm -hmm. and and the third uh, skill that you need in many startups is somebody with relations uh, with money. Because in many cases uh, the the person with the idea doesn't have the the, the money required to make it happen, so uh, and and doesn't have the relationship in, in many cases. So yeah, you need this different three scale, different skill three sets skills set. in any team.
1: You know? I wonder. It leads me to start thinking about you talked on about teams within a startup. Um, if say you're working with an existing uh, established business who are looking to introduce something new to commercialise. Um, Oftentimes, I wonder if the leadership team has such an ingrained culture that the rest of the people within the team aren't allowed essentially to be their best selves. Do you see that? Mm. And how do you counter it?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the limiting factors in innovation in existing businesses Mm. Uh, and and especially in large companies is the people resistance to change. So uh you need uh uh, every organization needs some kind of a process that will step you out of the box and force you to think about uh, new ways uh, to innovate or new way to revitalize your business and and uh, many large companies realize that this is a a limitation uh, for themselves and they are in the past ten, twenty years, you see that different companies created different processes on forcing their people to think out of the box about new uh, innovation ideas, okay. and and that's something that you you haven't seen in in large companies. If you go back thirty or fifty years ago, you you haven't seen that self-realization that this is. The, the, the resistance to change is uh, limiting their competitiveness. Now, most big companies, you'll find some kind of process, the one or even more processes that will force them, force themselves uh, to think about new ways and new innovation innovation ideas for themselves.
1: Thank you for the feedback, Ari. I'm loving this call. I can picture myself in your lecture room um, sitting amongst other very highly skilled individuals, all having a different question. What are some of the most popular questions that you're asked? So, so the students walk
0: into the class thinking that the class is all about how to innovate. hmm and and that's kind of what uh... when i come to the class I, I'm, the first thing i'm telling them is uh, the innovation part is only the first step and then the execution is the more y- y- you can find lots of gu- good ideas that never made it mm-hmm. because they, execu- they failed on the execution okay uh, on the other hand you can be a okay innovator nothing really outrageous but you execute well and, and you you make it to some extent at least maybe you are not the next google but, uh, yeah,
1: but no you a make it
0: you make it to some extent uh, uh, doing okay with your business results if if you have a great idea and, and you don't execute you fail Yes. If you have an okay idea and you execute well, you do okay. You do your okay. I,
1: I sit here and I think to myself, well, there'd be some very bright minds in the room and um, from a practical perspective, Ari, how does one go back to their business and say, look, uh, I, I have this process now This um, that Ari's teaching us and to be aware of all of these different aspects. Do you treat the innovation commercialization process like a project and if so are there particular steps to follow
0: yes absolutely thank you so <clears throat> when when you have an existing business you you have to almost step up step step out from your day to day and for different different people may may their brain may be triggered in in different situations Difference, it yep. may be while you're jogging, maybe <laughs> in the shower, yes, maybe you know take a walk on the beach, whatever it is that triggers you force yourself to take advantage of that and take notes i mean the, 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 the sometimes people go and meditate on the beach, yep, and during the meditation, some idea comes up, but then when they go back. To the office they forgot
1: forget that, about it. <laughs> how many times i've done that
0: <laughs> yeah right exactly it happens to me a lot yeah so, uh, i sometimes I, I i send myself an email i know okay uh, i'm i'm not working now i'm doing something else but <laughs> i'm afraid that tomorrow morning in the office it's gonna be gone i will not remember what my great idea was the night before so i, I send myself a, a brief email saying mm-hmm. you know look up This or that, and 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 there it is. I'm coming and I Google for this and that, and uh, start to develop it. So,
1: you can only imagine how much data could potentially be within a project within an organization for one commercialization idea. How long does it do you see um, these ideas before they come to fruition? Is it months? Is it years? How long does it take you? Well,
0: it's different, different, different industries. You know, some industry could, if, if you're in a medical industry developing a new drug, that could take five to ten years. If, yeah. if you are in a consumer business developing, I don't know, the next uh, fancy pen for Christmas, it takes you months. So uh, there, there is no hard rule, but, uh, or hard number, but uh, the the process is very similar in the steps you have to take in and whether you develop a new pen or you develop a new drug. You, you have to make sure you are developing something that people need. You make sure that it's different enough from competition. Uh, you have to make sure you have the funding to market it, uh, the funding to manufacture it. And uh, you mentioned Learning Curve. That's another uh, uh, area where is being largely neglected by businesses. The fact that uh, at the beginning, uh, it costs you more money to build whatever you are building
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and uh, you know the concept of learning learning care is is the, the just the fact that you become better as, as you do it more and more and more times, you become yeah. better in it whether you you have a talk show, I'm sure today you do so much better than you did uh, when you started (laughs) Yes, and and that's true to uh, everything you do in life and in business and work and this concept was I would say formally described in the 19th century 1895 or something and yet people today in 2022 are being Shocked that oh we we thought it will cost us ten dollars to build but how come it cost us fifty dollars today? Mm. That's mm. because that's the the first time you build it it costs you fifty dollars. You, you have more. to build ten thousand of these to to get to the ten dollar cost and and also for service if if it's a new restaurant or a new hair salon or whatever new library uh, the beginning the baby st- the initial baby steps cost more money and people are being surprised every time it happens even though it's a almost 150 years old uh, theory uh, people still being surprised about the fact that it costs you more to more. build the first few products.
1: I um I have a question. You just touched on earlier about you know how I was doing something better today than I would have done yesterday, which is true, absolutely. And given my uh, experience with continuous improvement, I wonder how mm-hmm. close a relationship there is between innovation and actual continuous improvement, which is more incremental.
0: Yeah, right. So uh, innovation could be incremental. One when... one. One of the uh, my students presented, I forgot the name of the book, but anyhow, even incremental innovation is innovation. So mm-hmm. there are two ways to innovate: either Hope you, know, f- you know, invent something that will change the world in the next ten years, yep, or you just do uh, small steps. And and Toyota, by the way, Toyota have a, has a. a process of encouraging employees to to come up with new suggestions. And the new suggestion can be how to save, I don't know, two minutes and you're cleaning your office at the end of the day. That's incremental innovation. Yep. And 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 they have hundreds of thousands of ideas like this every year. And it, every little idea like this save them, I don't know.
1: So much money and, and time. You multiply
0: yeah. by you multiply
1: by hundred thousand. That's a big big saving. Big saving, absolutely. I I asked uh, earlier a little bit about um, some of the techniques that we were um, expecting to see inside of your book. What's the differentiation technique about? Could you share that with us?
0: Yes. Yeah, so um, the the concept I'm promoting in the book is. I called it, I think, the chapter title was It's better to be different than to be better. And and the point there is you have to differentiate yourself to a, to a point where you make your competitors irrelevant or at mm-hmm. least you, you create a new game, okay? You create a new game. It's like in sports. You know, let's say you, you play basketball and then you say, okay, let's... Um, find a way to shoot the basket in two feet higher than uh, everybody else and so you, you change the rule of the game that that's the, the best way to innovate is by changing or the best way to differentiate is by changing the rules of the game to a point where your comp- competitors are not even playing in this field you, you play here your competitors are here so you, you're, well the, you're the only one playing here. And the playing here could be almost the same product, just focusing on a different market segment, for example. Could be the same product, just focusing on a different.
1: Different. You aspects. can take
0: a pencil and say, okay, I'm going to create a pencil for people, you know, elderly people over mm-hmm. 70 years old, okay?
1: Depending now, on the human being at the end of it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. What What, what do I need to do to make this pencil more suitable for 70 years old people and above. And you start to go through the process. uh, And and you create a product that, okay, everybody else do pencils for, for the whole world. My pencil is the only pencil good for elderly people. And pretty much you created a whole new market specifically for this market segment, whether it's elderly or I don't know you define market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Female above 40, between the age of 30 and 50 in Australia. Yeah, yeah. That's a market segment. Now, you start to analyze what makes this market segment unique, and and you create a product focus on this particular market segment.
1: Now, we've touched on uh, incremental improvement uh, slash innovation, um, knowing that this is your world. um, With uh, your book and applying that idea, um, have you got something else coming through the pipeline in terms of your um, your your books? Are you doing any other yeah? Any so other things? so
0: most of most of my writing is blogging and writing papers for different different uh, you know media outlets. Even the book started me writing papers and. You know, after a while, I realized okay, if I put all these papers together, to make <laughs> a book. A book.
1: <laughs> so, Did you enjoy the uh, process, or was it a challenge?
0: Yeah, I enjoy it because if 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 I have. I'm at a stage of my life that I enjoy. Sharing, educating, you know, my yep. thinking with other people or younger people. Hmm. Uh, so I, I I I I post show papers a few times a month. On, the, on different topics, including topics that already covered in the book, but I, I develop them the more I, you know, focus on, 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 the
1: on that aspect.
0: Thing, aspect yeah. yeah, I find more examples or sometime I'll take a, a piece in the media, a news, a news case and, and, and apply the concept we we're just talking about here. Hmm. Uh, and see how they apply on on the news case. Uh, See how they mesh together. Yeah, my my most recent paper I wrote was about, I don't know about Australia, but uh, the whole world, the the shipping industry is clogged.
1: Yes, it is. same applies here.
0: Okay, cool. So so I, I wrote an article about how to balance Different segments in a process. It's mm-hmm. called uh, q theory. That's one name in the in the in the literature or operation operation studies. There are different names in the in the in the literature, but what it says is, you have a or a, a You have a process of different segments and over time you learn you, you take measurements and you learn how to balance between all the the service stations okay yep, yep. and but if one service one part of this sequence goes out of balance it it cause it's like a traffic jam yes if you have a accident on on, on the highway very quickly it clogs the whole highway it right? cascades miles and it? miles away yep uh, uh, the same thing happens here Mm-hmm. You know, the COVID kind of slowed down all the commerce activities. Now the shipping, the suppliers trying to catch up on what they lost in 2020. But the receiving end, the, the, the ports, the, the trucks, the trains, at the receiving end are, are, are not
1: uh, Getting prepared. It's, it's that classic cause and effect, isn't
0: it? Yeah, right, right. So it's all over the world. At uh, first, I thought it's only in the US, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Know.
1: <laughs> and it's well, all found... over
0: the world, because now the supply mostly coming from China or whatever other countries, so they, they try to catch up on what they lost in 2020, but the, the the receiving ports are not ready to receive it.
1: Now, I'm sure there's people on the call who um, were listening to that uh, last section intently in terms of your blog. Um, they're, they're obviously seeking fresh content. Not only are we going to share with them in a moment how they can get your book, maybe it's in the same place, but where is your blog located, your website?
0: So I, I publish in different places. The, the most common one I published is, is LinkedIn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and LinkedIn limits you. It used to be 1,300 characters. Now it's, I believe, 3,000 characters. So oh, you wow. have to be very good. Very in- brief. Being condensed. very brief and condense the message, uh, deliver the message in, in a very brief matter. Mm-hmm. I used to have a teacher in high school, history teacher. His standard homework was, okay, you read this 50-page chapter and summarize it in one page. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, thanks to him, I became very good in, in <laughs> taking the whole thing and Condensing you know, condense it. Down. Yeah. it.
1: That's wonderful. I, uh, I I wonder if um, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about CXO three hundred and sixty with us and, and what's that all, all right, about?
0: So CXO three hundred and sixty is just uh, the the legal name of my business Entity, uh, yep. or my consulting business. Yes. But through that, I I, I have multiple activities. Uh, right now, mainly I'm sitting on several board of directors of different companies. So. Mm-hmm. People kind of hire me to help them on whatever challenges uh, they have. Uh, one of my clients is setting up the strategy. Another client is uh, helping in fundraising. Another client is uh, helping in business development. So there, there are different, different challenges, um, and I, I think the the, the, the main asset I, I bring to the table is number one. I, I've seen so many different so many industries. And, yeah. Uh, uh, new product launches i was involved somehow looking back i'm aging myself i was involved in (laughs) hundreds of hundreds of new products at different aspects yes and different industries so that's one the other one because i was involved in so many projects uh, my network of resources and people uh, is also pretty large today yeah pretty strong you know so many years later so You Uh, can't buy experience for my network.
1: Absolutely. You can't buy experience, can you?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's experience plus plus network. Network plus people I know. And and so I can call on people no matter what industry because of the different projects. Although people change jobs. So sometimes I I know person X used to work for this company. Now he or she working for a different company or retired or I don't know what. But there's still. A massive network of connections that, that also I bring to the table. So my connections and my experience—that's all. In the short, 10 it's my old age.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, do you do anything uh, online? Can you help people around the world, or do you have to be face to face? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, life? definitely. So right now I have—I have. I have uh, let me see a client in the U.S not in austin i have one client in austin just happened to be in austin mm-hmm. i have one client in the uk i have a client in israel i have a client in india so i'm, I'm
1: truly global. especially
0: now with the zoom yes yes but even before I, I was very global just happen to be based in Austin Texas but my business is all, all over the, the world
1: well I know that there's a lot of people on this call be very interested to meet with you connect with you somehow um, so where are they going to to go to to do that
0: okay there are two at least two ways to do it one is uh, the website cxo dot 360.net. Mm-hmm. And don't confuse the letter O with the number zero. Many people mix them <laughs> up and yes. for some reason the, there is a, the email doesn't go back. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. probably somebody, somebody with a similar email, just the zero uh, and the O's course. are, are yep. converted. Yep. So CXO, the letter O, 360, the number zero dot net. Yes. And, and you can, you ask where do I blog? I, I have some uh, papers that I posted there and uh, there is uh, how to connect with me the email is there mm-hmm. the other way is linkedin if uh, people are on linkedin i'm on linkedin big time so you can yep. send me a, a message on linkedin and then
1: well, that's fun. wonderful. I really appreciate it. Now, if you are on the call today, you're a startup, you're an existing business, regardless of size, and um, you want to connect with Ari, i will certainly making sure that uh, you have access to all the relevant um, links back to Ari. And Ari, having you back on the show has just been an absolute treat. So thank you very much for joining me again on the My Future Business Show today. Th- thanks for accepting me, the second time. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call,